You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Better. Yo, 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 <laughs> yo. Is this is how we're going to start it off. Yo, Uh-oh. yo. Okay. There yo. we go. There we go, Tommy. There we go, Tommy. Motherfuckers want act loco. Hit them with numerous shots of the fofo. Tone rock, high speed. Never know slow mo. No homo. <laughs> Getting doso. Niggas know I'm doing room podcast. Oh, yo. Gonna talk some shit. Got my man Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> Do whatever Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> yo, it's called the podcast. Yeah. Uh-huh. Check it. Yeah. Yo, welcome to the pod, couple. I'm your host, Ruben Uh The man that you heard coming in. Well, I'm going to wait to introduce him. First, I'm going to introduce my partner in crime, the guy that gets on my nerves right. on a weekly basis. He gets on your nerves right. more than me? Oh, dude. Johnny Sanchez is he annoying. He Dirty! Loves he loves it. Ladies and he gentlemen, Johnny Sanchez in the building. I will be. T- always. I am. I am dirty for today. Dirty Sanchez. Yes, dirty he's dirty Sanchez. Today. I know that's a sexual move, but is it like, is it like <laughs> eating ass? What is no, it no, 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 no. <laughs> it's uh, you do, uh, you're doing the girl from behind, doggy style, right? Uh, in the ass or puss? Uh, in the uh, in the pussy. Okay. And then you put your <laughs> you had to think about it. Yeah. No, no. Then you put your your finger in her ass. asshole, and then you lean around and you give her a, a mustache. Oh hell no! no. <laughs> she has the Mexican mustache. It's called well, Dirty Sanchez. No, I can't no. think of a more interesting way to start off a podcast than than describe what a Dirty Sanchez is. Dirty. And the man that's asking. What a dirty Sanchez is is my brother from another mother. Yeah, man. yo, we done. Yeah. I, I'm not even gonna say this the things the that interview. we've been through, but he's my boy. He's here for you today. You guys know him from television. You know him from being one of the best comics around. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tony Rock. Yo, yeah. what up? What up? What up? Yeah, you know what? You know what? Let me let me just say this. I can't short you on your credits, man, because uh, this is a little bit what we're gonna dive into. Nah, credits, nah, 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 rock, nah, because people underestimate your journey, man. They don't know the work you've really put in. So, as your friend, even though every question I'm gonna ask, I already know the answers to. People got to know this dude grinds. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know him from the show All of Us that Will Smith produced a sitcom that he was on for a few years. Also, he was the host of All Deaf Comedy on HBO, Uh, the um, uh, Black Card Revoked on BET. He also had uh, a sitcom on CBS called Living Biblically. I mean, the dude works. He's done movies. He's done it all. And he's a force in his own right. And I'm proud to yeah. say he's my brother. Let them tell it. It's all nepotism. Yeah. Let them tell it. You know, you let the people let tell it. Let them tell it. I didn't do none of this shit. <laughs> Speak I, I let them tell it. it. I didn't even go on the audition. I was just handed the shit. Yeah. My brother made a phone call. Let yeah. them tell it. Exactly. So. Oh, and let's not forget. Yes. Battlebots. Oh, you oh, went back. I thought I forgot about that. You Electra. went back. Dude, that's the reason why. I remember I was Carmen so Electra. envious, dude. Because I, I don't know if you remember, but I remember, I remember asking you going, dude. What what's she like, man? Like, and I remember Tony's like, she tiny, I man. Forgot all about she, she, that. She's a tiny yeah, little girl. She's and I was like, really? I, I mean, I was blown away, dude, that he was working with Carmen Electra. Yes. That was on Comedy Central, wasn't it? It was on Comedy Central. It was me, Carmen Electra, the, and uh, who was the, and uh, what's the comic? Uh, uh, he's like an alt comic. Uh, oh, Black Michael Ian Black. No, no, no. Uh, white guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's black. Yeah, white. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, you said Black Michael. I thought you meant Black. Oh, guy. oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah. It'll come to me. So, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his name, but uh, it'll come to me. 
Yeah, I don't remember either, but I just remember that was I, I that was a big deal, dude. I mean, at the top for me, I was like, damn, man, hosting. And I remember Tone used to tell me about and it. And we shot I, that in San Francisco, like that. That was one of those gigs where they paid me, put me up in a hotel. I had a per diem. And then you're I hanging thought, oh, in San Francisco. I thought, yeah, I thought it was like the ultimate. Dope. Yeah, because I remember when you're doing that. And you got Carmen Electra right next to you, by the way. Well, yeah, she was cool well the great thing about this is all three of us are friends. So, um, and we're separated by this. Me and Tony talk about this a lot. There's some people who like comedy, and then there's some people who love comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that we all have in common is we absolutely love comedy. And that's why I think mm-hmm. we get along so well. Because we respect the craft and the art form. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Rock, what's going on with you, man? Um, Everything good, man. Um, Are you on a show right now, aren't you? Didn't you just... No, the CBS show got pulled. Oh. The CBS show got canceled. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I didn't even know. Really? <laughs> really? No, it's, it's dirty. Did, did, you, it's, it's, did you do any research? Dirty. Did you do any research for our guest today? <laughs> it's a journey. This whole Damn. business is a journey. Such a you know, journey, you, you, man. You get a sitcom, and sometimes it doesn't go over yeah. as well as you thought it would, and they pull it. Damn. But that's just what it is. It's like the, the opportunity. It doesn't. It makes you more. It makes you, you know, even hungrier for the next yeah. opportunity. Yeah. 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 And, but but the but the dope thing is the blessing is the work, but what you do, week to week night in and night out of stand-up right. comedy and that doesn't right. change whether you're on the show or not on the show yeah no stand-up you know? is the first love like even when i'm yeah. every time i'm filming anything it's always hey man what time are we getting out of here because i gotta go get on stage yeah it's like my real life happens after this mm-hmm. so if i'm shooting filming rehearsing all day it's like okay this is cool but now i have to go to work when i leave here yeah i, I feel like it's always that thing that you're excited to be on set and then as the day drags on, because, you know, there's a lot of nothing going on right. on yeah. sets, man. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. There's so much more downtime. Well, unless than... you hang out in Tony's dressing room. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And then there's something always going there's on. There's a lot of something going on. <laughs> but I'm, I was always, I'd always be like, after a couple of days of being on set, you're yeah. like, man, I can't wait to get and do my spot this right. weekend or right. whenever right. because yeah. it's it's like instant gratification, Absolutely. man. It's like, boom, all right, audience, people, whatever. Well, you we all, we know Tony up. always, you know, rocks it. When you start and stand up, it's like you never get away from that excitement of wanting yeah, to be man. Stage. Yeah, man. Regardless what, what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. You all, yeah. you always want to do that. But so, Tone, I mean, we told the people your credits in the beginning, and you interjected that, you know, people think that a lot of your success comes solely from nepotism, which is right. the furthest And I only truth. bring it up because I heard somebody say that today. I saw an oh interview my. today. Wow. And this is the thing. I'm not Are dropping, you serious? I'm not dropping no names no more because I realize this is what I realized. Uh, most of the people, not, not even most, all of the people that have always that have said negative things about me in this business that are in this business, yeah, are people that have years on me, mm. are people that have been mm. doing stand up yeah. five years, ten years more, longer than me, mm. yeah. and have it don't have the same resume, yeah. Sure. So they need that pillow to sleep on, yeah. That's, right. their, that's their pillow. That's the that's the company. That's the security blanket to say, oh, he got it because his brother, or but uh-huh. you know, or he didn't really put the work in. That's how they sleep sound at night. Yeah, losers. But, yeah. Always have an excuse for why they're not winners. Come on, man. And yeah. winners always learn a lesson in defeat. Mm-hmm. So I've 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 been defeated several million, too many times to even count. I've been defeated millions and trillions of times in my life. Yeah. But I always learn something from it and come back stronger. So I've never lost ever. Yeah. I never Cause lost you, ever. Because you, you learned the lesson in the loss. I hear the guy. Now I'm starting to realize like there was a guy. I'm not saying nobody's name because it's my interview. So I'm not going to yeah. drop nobody's name. The guy that called the Apollo and complained when I got the hosting gig for Apollo Live. Mm, yeah. Oh, wow. He had years on me in stand-up. The guy in Chicago that called the promoter when I was on the show with like five other comics, uh-huh. he only had a problem with me being on the show. He called the promoter. The promoter told me. Oh, he wow. He called the promoter and was like, yo, how did I not get on this show? I'm from Chicago. 
well, I got this guy, this guy, you didn't even this, tell guy, me this. this guy, this guy, this guy, and Tony Rock. Man, Tony Rock didn't have a problem with nobody else on the show except right, me. Right. But that guy has years on me. Yeah. Mm. The guy that said, you know, uh, Tony Rock's on because of nepotism he has years on me. Mm-hmm. So that's what they need. They need that comfort yeah, blanket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That of, his the, brother did it. He didn't do it. Well, me and I, I think all three of us had to have this conversation at least separately is I don't really understand. I guess in theory, I understand that mentality of somebody who's jealous, but I solely think that you can't judge anybody else's journey by your own journey, no matter how long exactly. it takes for it's somebody. It's your own race. It's your own by race. By yourself. Yeah, like, yeah. Why are you worried about the next man? That's why I can truly celebrate my friends yeah. when they win because I don't take it as a slight on my talent or my ability yep. yeah. is just it hasn't been my time yet now the only thing that i do get frustrated sometimes with if i'm being honest when people don't take advantage of the opportunities that they're given right. and when you're somebody who doesn't get a lot of opportunities it's not hate it's like damn i just wish they knew like yeah man people yeah. would die to be in that position yeah. you should take this seriously yep. yeah you should really write the material you should really get into acting class you should really do whatever it is so you are successful with this opportunity because there's a lot of people out here who are ready but it isn't their time yet that would love to take right. that opportunity and run right. with it but you know one thing with tone just from the beginning like I've just always gotten along with Tone outside of comedy. Yeah. And then seeing his passion with comedy made us fast friends. You know, but him telling me stories about when he was even starting off in New York when he met Butch Bradley. Yeah. A, a friend ah, of ours. Yeah. At the, what was that, the comic at strip? The comic strip, yeah. Tell that and, story, and Butch, man. I met Butch because I was on stage. I was auditioning to perform, in, to be a regular in the club. Mm-hmm. And uh, just so people know, like I took the same route that everybody else took. I didn't yeah. skip the line at all. Yes. I did the bringer yeah. shows. I did barking for audience. I did uh, open mics. I did all that. Yes. And this particular night was my audition night to be a regular at the comic strip. Yes. Which Bradley, it was his audition night to be a regular yes. at the comic oh, strip. Oh, damn. Yes. So we I, didn't come, know that. I come in and it's like 10 comics in the lobby and they're like, okay, here's the order. Yes. And I'm just like being, you know, it's 10 guys trying to get in the club. So I'm like, automatically we're on the same page. We're yes. all like, hey man, what's your name? Nice to meet you, bro. Mm-hmm. Good luck. You know, have a great set. And uh, I'm on stage and the rest of the comics in the lobby and they're like, yeah, you know, that's Chris Rock's brother so he's going to get in. Yeah. And oh. Butch is like, Butch didn't know me from yeah. mm-hmm. a brick in the wall and Butch is like, hey guys, like, maybe the guy's good. Like he's, ha- from what I see, he's having a good set. He's a strong yeah. comic. Like, yeah. yeah. So why is it he's in because of his brother? Why is it, so if, it was, if he's in because of his brother, why is he here auditioning for the club, like everybody else. Come on, man. Why is he? Doing yeah. This why thing? would you? Why would exactly. He, why, would he, why would this? Why would he be beneath himself and audition for the club if he could just get in like that? Yeah. And I get off stage and come out, and Butch goes, and I have my boys with me. This is a funny story. So I have my boys with me from Brooklyn who don't know how the business works. They like they hood dudes have never been anywhere. Yeah. So Butch is like, "Hey, bro, can I talk to you outside for a second? In New York City, where we come from, a white guy say, "Hey, let's talk outside. We thinking it's something more. It's something a fight. Going on. Yeah. So they like, yo, what's, what's up? He, he want to go outside. My boy's like, yo, he want to go outside. So I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's go like outside, that. white boy. I'm like, it's not like that. This is, this is, a, different, this is a different form of me. Yo, white boy want to go outside. So we go outside, and my boys follow. And Butch is like, hey, hey, guys, I just want to talk to you. I just want to have a conversation. So, yeah. So Butch says, man, you're a strong comic, and I, I appreciate what you did. And I, you know, these guys were saying this, but. You know, I, I was telling them, like, if you could skip the line, like, why you would, you know. Yeah. Like, that, that's not how it works. So I, I just respect what you did. And, you know, I'm a fan. I'm like, hey, man, what's your name? Bush Bradley. We talked for a little bit. And we became friends from that day. White, wow. Tom, White Tommy, could you come in there for a second? For a second, just so we can. We like to add drama to the show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're, you're White today. Tommy. I need you to say, 
Hey, I just want to talk to him. That's your, your Butch Bradley. Hey, hey, I just want to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Now That's the story. Exactly how it's <laughs> But you know, Tony, I, when did you when did you start? Um, I started here. At the, I mean, I became a regular at the Laugh Factory around and in, in, in 02. I had been doing the Latino Night years before, but right. all I remember was when I first started running into you. I I, I kind of put two and two together with. Your last name, right. but you would not. I don't. I think I remember one of the hosts saying, "Yeah, he doesn't want me bringing up his brother's name, man." Yeah, like in your yeah, intros, like yeah. he, he's never, ever. Have you right? No, no, well, no, ho- no. Well, I've never been a comic that wanted an intro, like a specific intro. And, and let me, I think all that matters is what you do when you hit the oh, stage. Oh yeah, and, 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 I know the, Alex the long, Thomas wants like the, twenty fucking things in his intro before you bring him up. <laughs> But it's like, dude, it don't matter. It, what matters is what you do when you hit the stage. It's really. And I'm sorry, yeah. I, said, I said I wasn't saying nobody's name. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. But let me, <laughs> let me let me let me say this to kind of piggyback on the point in, in getting back to tone. And I've told I've told Tony this uh, is this. He he he. <laughs> you guys can see the face Tony's making. You, <laughs> he obviously what he gets, he deserves on his own merit. And I and I told Tone this, and and I believe Tone believes this. Uh, I don't think I'm overstepping my bounds. The last name might get you the opportunity, but it's not going to get you the job. And you got to bring it. And you got to bring it. And there's even it. more pressure. And there's even yeah, more scrutiny. People don't get that. It's, it's, like, it's, it's, even it's more. harder for me to say, hey, tell him I'm Chris Rock's brother when you bring me up. Come on, man. That's harder. Yeah. So yeah. I, I've, I've just always wanted to put, put that out there, and I've always respected that. But it never mattered to me because I guess just genetically in my DNA, I'm not a hater. Yeah. And I like to see people win. Yeah. You know, especially somebody who's cool and who's humble and who would every time I came to Laugh Factor, I'd see Tony here. Yeah. And then we just started chopping it up. And that's how we became friends. We became friends through Jay-Z first and foremost, Jay-Z I think. Yeah. Jay-Z lyrics. We used to just mm, quote okay. lyrics back and forth. And then we just started talking. And then one thing led to another. But we won't tell that story you right now. You know what's now. funny? Yeah. Uh, Johnny was on Mad TV. No, you. What was, what was it? You was on like. Yeah, Matt he TV. was on Matt was, TV, on but Matt you TV. guys were friends before but, that. But you knew no, him no, before that. Uh, you was on what's the, the show they shot here, the uh, Comic Strip Live, was it? No, it was... Um, oh, when Jamie did those shows. Where no, we all, it wasn't Comic Strip, though. Well, it, wasn't it was something strip. else. It was, it was called so, Laugh Factory Live. Or something, something like that. that. Yeah, 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 where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheila E. was... Wasn't Sheila E. like the band? No, member? they shot it right here on the stage. They shot it right here, the club. Yeah, downstairs. Remember Sheila was Sheila E. was in the band? Oh, wait a minute. He's talking about... Remember Jamie shot those... Those uh, Thea Vidal did it. The every comics would come out the door. On the, remember the door was on the stage. They yeah, the door on stage. You, you did it. You I did think it. I did the one. You did later. like two of them. Remember, Jamie had you record. T- you had to bring a change of outfits because you. I did. remember the change of outfits. Yeah. Oh, okay. That listen, is whatever that was called. Whatever yes. it was, yes. it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I saw Johnny on it when I was living on Decatur Street in Bedford-Stuyvesant, in Brooklyn. Oh wow! And I came to LA years later and saw him and was like, "Holy shit, that's the dude from the show!" Hilarious. <laughs> like, so I was like, I was in awe of you. Oh, that's hilarious. And you didn't even know it. Like, I right. see you at the factory, just walking, and everybody knew you, and all the waitstaff was like, "Johnny," and I'm like, "Oh shit, that's the dude from." Johnny used to come in all. I was like, yeah, that, I was like, this dude's a man. That was Johnny like, Sanchez. I was, I was called boy. home and like my friends like, what's going on? I'm like, the, the guy from that show that the show that they shot at the Laugh Factory. I just saw him yesterday and it was like, I was crazy. Like, oh, yeah, you was that crazy. First, you did a joke about the kids shooting back. The shoot, the, 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 the school shooting. shooting. Yeah. yeah, man. The school shooting. Yes, I put the mic stand on the stool. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody who listens to the show knows Johnny likes to brag, but as oh, my, as my, I never as, as my friend, I do got to say, I remember meeting Johnny Sanchez. I remember hearing about Johnny first, right. 
And then I saw him because you know, as comics, even though we're not competitive, we still we're competitive in a sense, not to necessarily want to see somebody else fail. But I remember hearing it's a friendly competition. It's a friendly, it's a friendly competition. competition. Yeah. So I remember I, was, I, I remember hearing Johnny Sanchez, Johnny Sanchez, and I was like, man. That motherfucker don't be working the Latino rooms. I don't be seeing him in the Latino rooms. I be working all the rooms, black room, Latino rooms. <laughs> then I seen Johnny. I was like, okay, sometimes it's not a friendly conversation. Yes. <laughs> uh, did I tell him myself? <laughs> uh, fuck you, Johnny. <laughs> uh, I hope you bomb. <laughs> but I saw Johnny. I was like, yo, this dude is funny as hell, and he was yeah, all yeah. physical and wiry. Yeah, I was way hype, way more. Oh hyper man, Johnny used to be all hype, man, and used to. De- Destroy, man. And I remember uh, uh, introducing myself. And Johnny's like, I know who you are, man. And then we... we and then we, we... I started... Rec- there were some other... We just weren't running into to, the, to each other in the Latino rooms. Cause yes. I did a shitload of them. And, and then I remember bringing you on at a show. It was a Latino show. They needed somebody to come in. It was at 4th and B. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's interesting. I don't want to get too much off Tony. But... Um, that when you came, when I started seeing you, there was nothing about your name, man. I mean, yeah. you were just brought up with the name. Yeah. But it was, he never talked about anybody in his family. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. didn't bring up your brother. I mean, it was not, it was like, boom. Barrah. Of course, we know how strong Tony has yeah. always been. And then kills, and then he's done. And it's like, good night, I'm Tony Rock. That's yeah. it. Not... Check out my brother's movie. In Check conclusion. <laughs> in conclusion. <laughs> that's when you don't know if Tony really likes the set or not sometimes. You're like, in, oh, yeah. Right, yeah, in conclusion. That's what I, you know what? That's when I'm like, I don't, I'm not ramping it up to get off. Yeah, it's like, like you know, eh, I'm done. Run, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah, light yeah. comes on and you're like, on a run, you just like, I'll run to the end of the yeah, joke and yeah. you just end with a crescendo. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes you, I'm not ramping them up and the light's on. So I'm like, like all right, yeah. well, in conclusion. Yeah. And I'll just do a joke and get off. And the thing that, another thing about talking about tone of just he comes from a big family. Tell us about how many brothers, yeah, and sisters. I, I don't even know all this. I have uh, seven brothers and two sisters. And whenever you ask Tony, "How's your brother doing?" He goes, "Which, which one?" one? <laughs> Where, are Where are you? Where are you? I don't want people to just. I don't want people to just be. When they talk to me, it's just Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw your brother. Which one? Which yeah. one? You I, know which one? No, I don't know which no. one. No. Yeah. Like in, in my family, nobody's higher or lower than anybody. Absolutely. You know, I'm fourth. It's Charles, Chris, Andre, Tony. Okay, yeah. and then the and then the the sisters are. Um... See, I have I have si- I have siblings that I count that my mother didn't give birth to. Mm. I think your oh. friends are your siblings that you got to pick. Yes. So you wow. get correct. You get, you get siblings that your mother gave birth to, and then you get friends. Oh. That you pick as your siblings. Yeah, sure. So Ruben's my brother, although my mother didn't give birth to him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Derek DeLucas is my brother, although my mother Got didn't it. give birth yes. to him. Yes. Yeah. Kwan is my sister, although my mother didn't give birth to him. Uh, so yes. she calls my mom mommy and my mother wow. calls my daughter. Yeah. yeah. That's how strong the bond is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, my mother gave birth to eight children, but I count ten as my brothers and my siblings. Wow, eight, but even yeah. eight, but still eight. That's that's a big fat. That's yeah, big, man. Yeah. Wow. And Tom, what what was the moment? That, that you I already know the answer to this, but is is great for your listeners. I mean, growing up in that household, you was doing your thing, um, playing sports, and yeah, I'm you a, know, I'm a, I'm a super athlete. People don't know that about me. Yeah, if I was gonna say one thing. People don't know about me. I, yeah, I, 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 I would have definitely asked you that. What is it? I'll something of a sport? Like I'll. So you started with you don't they no, don't go ahead, go ahead. on no, you. No, 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 no. When you have, when you have older, what siblings. did you start with? What 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 did you in a, what order of sports did okay, you? Okay, that's what I'm gonna explain. That's what I was kind when of. When you have siblings, when you're not the oldest, mm-hmm. you just want to do what your older siblings do, just so you can hang with them. Yes. Sure. 
I just wanted to be able to hang with my brothers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are my brothers were my idols growing up. All yeah. of them, all my older brothers was like, yeah. okay, so my my oldest brother Charles, dressed nice, smooth, always you know make sure you got your, your hair cut, clean your shoes, toothbrush on your sneakers. He was that guy. Yeah. T- tuck the strings in so you don't step on them, make it dirty. He was a. Uh, Listen, he would listen to Meticulous, records. man. He, yeah, he would listen to records while he jumped in the shower and got dressed. And I would just watch him get dressed oh, to go on yeah, a date and go awesome. to work. And he was always like, hey, man, make, always make sure your hair's cut and, you know, wash your face, brush your teeth. Hygiene, very important. You talk to girls like this. You say this to girls. You don't hit girls. You don't grab girls. You're yeah. always respectful of females. This is the things he taught me. Uh, he played basketball and he boxed. Mm. So I was like, I got to play basketball and I got to box. Okay. So he would take me to the gym with him. I boxed for like five years because he did. Okay. Oh, I never knew that. I, I didn't know basketball. that part. I learned yeah. how to play basketball because he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother Chris, super, and when we were kids, super good baseball player. Like, my father in his yearbook wrote, I'll be there when you pitch your first no-hitter. That's how good he was. Wow. Like, won a championship in Little League. Hmm. Has the trophy at my mom's crib, the big-ass trophy at my mom's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played baseball. Was really, really good. Wow. He played baseball. Okay, I gotta play baseball. Yeah. baseball. You know what I'm saying? Let's get. Let's. He's do it. a Mets fan, by the way. Yeah, but go lifelong ahead. diehard. Going to see the Dodgers uh, September 4th. Uh, my brother Andre, the bigger of the brothers, he was more built like my dad. He played football. Okay. Andre was really good. Played uh, semi-pro. Played in high school. Wow. Really good. All right. I gotta fucking gotta, learn how to play football. Play so football. I was the brother that mastered them all because I wanted to be down because they teams. all were specific in one, yeah. in one so I ended up being across the board yeah. so I can play tennis I can play golf I can play football I can play baseball I can play basketball whatever you want to do right, let's go I can do it Cause except I, pool he's not that shit, good in pool shit. he's not that good in pool so but. I, emulated, I emulated these guys yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. they were my idols no, no track huh no, no track and field nah. or no, no okay no no so, and at how old in boxing? Because I started at eight and I went to oh, about almost so, 14. Oh. No, yeah, I'm no, just I, curious. I was about, I was like yeah. maybe seven to seven, like, eight, to yeah, like yeah. 13, 14. Yeah. 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 See, same. So yeah, you, man. You Tony and I would have met up in a, like a, a big tournament if he hadn't been on the East Coast. Now you want to talk about well, I don't your, know about weight class. Now <laughs> you want to talk about your no, boxing I'm career? Just, I didn't know about Now that. you got to bring football, up your you, boxing. What position? I was a quarterback and a cornerback. Johnny okay, always I has to make it about himself. Hey, I could throw I'm a football asking a country him. mile. Like, you would be shocked how far I could throw a football. You didn't even know all this. I, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't know the boxing part. Quarterback yeah, yeah, yeah. and cornerback. Yeah. All right. And I then baseball? That. What position? Baseball. This is When I played baseball, I played – if my brother – if we played together and he played second, I would play short. If he played short, I'd play second. Tell somebody to do the – the flip, like yep. the scoop and flip to, yep. to the brother. Of course. Thing. Okay. I wanted to be where the action was. You got to be good to be in the in that infield. infield, infield. Action. Yeah, you got to be good. Okay. And then and then what? Were, and then uh, basketball. You said basketball. Yeah, I, I can shoot. I got I, my handle's not insane, but I can shoot. I got okay. A, I got a mean shot. Yeah. This this might be a random. Uh, I, this is so interesting. I would I, I would I figured he probably did some sports. Yeah, man. But I don't know if I would have thought. I, I wouldn't have guessed that many. Well, that many, yeah. as yeah. much shit as Tony talks, he has to be good. <laughs> At something, because people up, are good, right? you know. Like yeah. I talk shit. Like you got to be so that. That comes with playing sports. Yeah. But here's something interesting. Like when you think of New York City, I think of basketball. Great right. basketball players right. who came through playing at the Rucker or yeah. different places. I never think you of think football. You don't think football. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, are there any great football players that came out of Brooklyn, like L.A.? I can name you. Yeah. California, I can name in you California tons general. of yeah, yeah. football players, but like Texas I, almost in California. Yeah, football. well, well yeah. football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's just always. But I, you're right. I think I think New York is kind of like 
it's bred more of a basketball basketball, city. basketball and baseball, the girls, right? The girls are at the fence watching you play basketball. Uh, yeah, the girls aren't really there for football. Like and, the, and guys I, wanna, the guys want to do what the girls like. If you had yeah. to, if you had to guess, why is high school football not a big deal? It's not, no, it's not a big deal. Really? Big deal. No. Even like at the said, best, like, you know how in Texas, it's high school football. Yes, in it's certain, all, it's better in certain than cities. High, high school football is the professional league. Yes, in certain dude, cities. Yes, my high school played uh, and, at the Coliseum. Yeah, at the and, LA Coliseum. And, 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 uh, yeah. In New York, it's not like that. In New York, uh, you playing in the, you playing behind the school, and that's about it. Oh, really? Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. Your championship game might be at the school behind the school. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I never really. Okay. So and you box, and then, you said, and but, then you play basketball. Your championship game is at the Garden. That is the garden. So that's the oh, difference. Oh, that's the it, it, yeah. Got I mean, it. The it's the your championship game equivalent. It's equivalent it's to equivalent our is what it, yeah, that's football what it is. might be. Your championship game might be at like Brooklyn College or LIU or something. Like so, that. But so, the basketball's at the garden. So so rock. So playing sports, you know, uh, being good at them, looking up to your brothers. At what point did you go, man? I would like to do comedy. Or comedy would be cool. Was it because of what you saw happen with Chris? Did the bug come before? Was it a family yeah, thing? Yeah, no, this is the, the bug. The comedy bug came before Chris. Yes. Uh, the thing is, older brothers do everything first. Yeah, gave you the blueprint. So people always think, oh, you did it because the older brother. Because, mm-hmm. But older brother does everything first. Older of brother could drive first, could go on dates first, could stay out later. Yeah. So that doesn't mean I should go, I don't want to do it now because he did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the bug came before it. The bug was pretty much when we was in public school. I think you know this one. I don't. I'm sure you don't know this one. We were, I, when I went to public school, I was bused to an all white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So I was probably one of 20 black kids in the whole school from kindergarten to sixth grade. Mm. Mm. 20 is not a lot. Yeah. For kindergarten to sixth grade. Yes. So every day at three o'clock, the, the bell would sound like, you know, ding 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 ding, and then a the teacher would come in the hallway and say, "Outer district, outer district." That means all the kids that lived outside of the district. All the niggers. Pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. We had to line up. We had to line up and walk outer outside. District. Outer district. And they're winking. Oh, out, 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 out of no outer district. Outer district. Outer district. That's you, LaFrance. Outside of the district. So we would Darnell, to, he's talking to you. We would have to line up and wait for the school bus. Yeah. But while I was standing there online waiting for the school bus, all the white kids are getting out of school, and they live in the neighborhood. They're yeah, they're walking home. or getting picked up or right? whatever. Yeah. So now across the street from the school, directly across the street, are all the white kids that don't go to the school or don't go to school. The, you know, the, the, the truants. Yeah, they're on the other side of the street, and they're just like they're just like. We smell niggas, stinking niggas. Tommy, come in here. bricks at us, <laughs> rocks at us, oh, cursing shit. us out. And the kids we went to school with that were in class with us all day would get across the street and turn right back and, around and be like, stinking niggas. Oh, then they would, they would switch once and that's, they... Look, that taught me this. That taught me how it was like almost like a, a, a study in people, mm. just a, a character study. Yeah. It taught me how people follow the masses based on the, the numbers. Right, of course. So, they don't necessarily have so to agree. Strength in numbers. When it was 20 black kids in the school, mm-hmm. you couldn't say stinking niggas because it was 20 black kids there. Yeah. But when you got across the street and it was 100 white kids yeah. and, and 20, then 20 black kids standing there, yeah. it was like, yeah, stinking niggas, yeah. get out of here. And I'm like, damn, I was just in class with this kid and it was all good. And, yeah. it, and it wouldn't wow. be. It, it taught wouldn't... me how people follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I realized how people follow. And I remember in my youth, I remember, like, I remember vividly in my youth saying, I'm never going to be a follower. I'm mm, never yeah. going to follow people just because because I see that they're just doing it because of that. Yeah. And they probably don't even really believe it. 
They probably don't feel it in their heart. Yeah, they're just trying to fit in with, yeah. And I said, I'm never going to be a follower. Okay, so then I graduate that school. Which is, and that was in what city exactly? In Brooklyn. Oh, it is in Brooklyn. In Garrison Beach, Brooklyn. Okay. It was way, way out from where we grew up. Okay. So then after that, you know, we got in fights every day. Every day. Every day, Monday through Friday, we got in fights. Every single day. Uh, Teachers would call us niggas. A teacher pushed my brother Andre down a flight of stairs. Wow. Uh, It was crazy. It was insane, man. Can you say the name of the school? Uh, PS277, Garrison Beach, Brooklyn. So, now PS two seventy seven two seventy seven public school two seventy seven oh public two two seventy so I take it you've never gone back and done career day hey I'm the one you called the nigger so now we graduate we graduate and my mother says all right so that was kind of a failed experiment she wanted us to get a better education and like she tried you know can't hate on that I understand she did yeah so then she goes my mother says all right now you guys can go to junior high in the neighborhood you can go from an hour and a half bus ride. To a ten minute walk mm-hmm. to school, mm. but now I'm on the outside because I was on the outside then because I was black. I'm on the outside here now because you because I didn't grow up with these kids. I yeah. didn't go to school with these you're, kids. You're these coming kids, in. These kids all were in, together from kindergarten to sixth grade, so they all know each other. Yep. Yeah, this is where all the boxing lessons came right. in. I'm so sure. now I go from one of twenty blacks to all black, but the with lessons, twenty whites. But the lessons <laughs> I learned in public school, I still applied to junior high. So I would come in and. Good morning, teacher, because that's what we did in the white school. Yes. And all the black kids like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with this nigga? <laughs> <laughs> no, they would say, the teacher would call me to read, yeah. and I would stand up to read, and they'd be like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with <laughs> <laughs> And I would say, to, like, the girls in the class I liked, I'd be like, uh, uh, how are you? How you doing this today? Uh, uh, how you doing this beautiful day? Like, Motherfucker like, all polite shit. Like, Such a polite ass what? damn, what? motherfucker. Yo, what's wrong with this nigga? Look at Eddie Haskell. What the fuck is wrong with this polite motherfucker? But the thing that made me connect to them was I, I had a sports uh, background. Okay. I could play anything. So whenever mm. the kids was like choosing teams, I would get picked last. Yeah. And then I would crack motherfuckers. And they're like, oh shit. Rock, rock could play. play. Yeah. Football. I get picked last. Oh shit. Rock could throw. Rock could catch. So then I, I started climbing the chart, so yep, to speak. Yep. And I was funny. Uh-huh. So where kids were getting robbed and beat up and their sneakers stolen and the leather jackets took, they were like, nah, Rock's cool. Rock's funny as fuck and Rock could play sports. Mm-hmm. So they left Rock alone. And then girls, of course, they gravitate to that. He's, he of can course. play sports. He's funny as shit. Yeah. Then I started dating the finest girl in the school and now I'm the man. So that's when the bug started because I realized... You was this funny. This comedy thing mm-hmm. is my connection to everybody. I could connect with everybody Absolutely. through this comedy yeah. shit. That yeah. seems to be a that seems to be a pretty through line with a oh, lot yeah. of comics. Some, something going on in their situation yeah. wherever they are, and yeah. and the the humor right. gets them out of right. those. I have one quick I, before because I don't want this from the day you started in seventh from the first month or two in seventh grade. Right. Go. Uh, 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 Good morning, yeah. teacher. Yeah. To your last day in eighth grade, how were you answering questions? What was the difference? Yeah, what, what was what yeah, was no, the was, what was, was a, the journey? I was a full blown nigga by that time. Yeah, yeah. So they, they, they ask was, you to read something, was, you went. I was cutting school. I was in the back getting my feel on, my grope on chicks. I was yeah. Like, so the, when they went, Tony, could you please read the next line, Man, please? Fuck these and then, books. And then you, yeah. Wow, that's not the Anthony I know. Boy, that's <laughs> Anthony. Boy, that nice boy. Anthony is grade. dead, teacher. Yeah. This is tone. Like, I, I realized funny. how different, the, like the diff- the life was just so different. Like in public school, it was all good. Like you had a little crush on a girl, it was all cool, it was sweet. In junior high, the girl I was dating had a boyfriend, yeah. and he came up to the school looking for me one day, put a gun in my face. Yeah, like so it was 
I, I went from one world to, a, to well, you're not to the kidding, ultimate man. extreme. Yeah, but aren't you but glad makes, you went through that because you yeah, now, got to be now, thing, not now, then. now, right now. I can walk in either world, yeah. comfortably. Absolutely, Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I think people do a disservice to their children, especially black people, when they try to keep their mm. kids away from segregated. White yes, yeah, they. Yeah. Have, this is a white world. You have to learn how to operate yeah. in the white world because right. the black world is very limited. Yeah. You have to learn how to talk to white people. You have to know mm-hmm. how to negotiate. Tommy, do you agree with that? White Tommy? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, he didn't want to say anything. The world, the world is white. We love Tommy, by gotta, the way. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's interesting because my daughter is in South Carolina. You yeah, know, yeah, South, I don't, I don't. She's in a private school. And I said, listen, I'm okay with this private school right now. Yeah. It's, it's a small little school. If she wants to go to up to six or seven, I go, but. She has at some other point. She has to go to a public school, real world. so that yeah, real world, so she can get into the mix with other but, but, ethnicities and stuff. But like Rock, that. what's interesting about Johnny's daughter? Who are all her friends? Oh yeah, she the, yeah, all the, the all the black kids. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a, there's only like three or four per class, and they're all they're all of them are her friends. Nice. Yeah, and that just shows you know like your parents have a. You know, your parents have influence on the way that you look at life, the way that right, you deal yeah. with people, and I'm sure she loves it here. Seen, by the way, she I wants know, to come back already. You know, My daughter wants to come back I, out I here. I don't think I think I think black kids aren't taught racism the way white kids are taught racism. <clears throat> yeah, because that's like we all know that's a fact. Like you're taught racism. No, yes. no kid wakes up absolutely years old and goes niggers. Like yeah, they, yeah. They hear their They're parents hear say it. this. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They hear their parents do this. Their parents might say, "Don't talk to black people. Pull them away. Yank them away from a, a, a black person that says, "Hey, this is a cute kid." And they kind of start figuring it out, like, okay, so this these colored people are different. We're treating them different. I see my mom, yeah. and dad talk to them different, yeah. And they learn that black people don't really teach yeah. their kids that. Black people, black kids learn it because there's a void of white people around them, mm-hmm. and then they just realize they're none around me. So I guess they're different because I didn't grow up around these people. Yeah. But white kids are taught. Well, yeah, because I remember in third grade, this this white kid. And I both had a crush on the same girl. Now, granted, he didn't realize that she was actually Portuguese, not just white. Right. Right. And my mom's half Portuguese, whatever. But he I remember him coming back one day. He goes, my mom said that you you shouldn't like her because you're she's white and you need to stick with your own. You're 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 a beaner and she's white. I'm white. So you shouldn't. That, you can't mix with that. My I had a kid. And he, I remember saying his yeah. mom told, yeah. not the dad, the mom, yeah. which is to me even worse, it dude, is. than than a dad going, hey, you know, well, he should stick with his own. It's, I mean, this was way back right. in the day, but still, man, like even that, I remember going, what? Yeah. I didn't, didn't make any I remember sense. In public school, I was a, uh, what was it, a uh, Charlie's Angels? Was yeah, the TV mm-hmm. show. Yeah, yeah, Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Cheryl Ladd. Cheryl Ladd, yeah, man. Cheryl Ladd. I, I was like, oh, she's so fine. That's gonna yeah. be my girlfriend, Cheryl Ladd, white kid. You can't have her, man. You're a nigger. I said, whoa. Okay. Whoa. Like, like wow. straight up, whoa. like, you can't have her. You're a nigger. It's, oh, a, it's, this, it's, it's crazy how these things, like, like Tony said, are taught. But but talking about parents, one thing that, um, another thing me and Tony bonded on is, uh, and I think me and you, Johnny, we have all had strong fathers oh, in, yeah. our, in yeah. our lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I know a Johnny's father, I mean, we all know each other very well. When your dad means to you and... Uh, happy and grateful he he's still alive. Tony yeah. lost uh, his father just like I lost mine. Can you just describe the type of father that you had and how it shaped your whole mentality in your journey in this business? 
Man, do we have enough time? Uh, I just, I told, I just, okay, I, so I just think it's powerful. And me and you've had these heart to hearts, and it's, um, I think it's th- something people should know. I think uh, the 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 blessing that I've had in my life was I, I Rube knows this. I've had, I tell people I had two dads growing mm. up. My oldest brother Shabazz was twenty years older than me. Mm. My father had him when he was fifteen years old. Oh, oh. so wow. I had a cool young dad. Yeah. That would teach me how to box, how to play basketball, work on your handle, mm-hmm. you know, clean your Adidas with the toothbrush, all that. That was my cool young dad brother. Mm-hmm. Right. Then my dad, dad, hard work, get up every day, yeah. go to work, no excuses. Nobody's giving you anything in life. Yeah. Everything in life you can have if you want to work for it. There's no shortcuts. You're going to get out of life what you put into it. You can't cheat the game, whatever game it is. When I played football, it was like, if you think you're just going to get better by sleeping all day, you're not. You think you're going to get better at basketball by sleeping all day, you're not. Work, yeah. work, 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 work. That yeah. was dad. Uh, my father was, uh, at every birthday, you could get whatever you want. You get whatever you want for your birthday up until 13. 14, you could get whatever you want, but you're going to buy it. You're going to get a job, and you're going to start working at 14. Mm. And I don't want to hear nothing about it. And that was, it was no, talk, it, was no wow, that's, it was no debating. It was like, hey, can I wait to 16? It was no, 14. 14. The day you turn 14, now you're a man, you're working. Wow. And then my dad had a rule where it was, you're working. Uh, let's say that my older three brothers are working. Mm. They get paid on Friday. Give everybody else $5. Mm. So Ch- Charles gets paid on Friday. Give Chris, Andre, Tony, Brian, Kenny, any $5. Then Chris and Charles are working. Give Andre, Tony, Brian, Kenny, $5. Then Charles and Chris and Andre are working. Give Tony, Andre, wow. Brian, $5. Then I start working. $5. Five dollars? Did you have to get five dollars to your older brothers no, as no, well? No, no, Just no. The, it, the, the, as one, it, the younger ones. As had, it went, yeah, yeah. yes. My father created was trying to create a system of each one teach one do for self. Mm-hmm. That he was trying to teach. Now that I'm old, I look back on it. He was teaching us the value of a unit. Everybody's stronger as a team. Nobody yeah. gonna walk this earth by themselves, be born and die alone, and not make progress on their own. Nobody. Any, any, any industry, any, it could be telecommunications to sports. Yeah. You're not going to make yeah. it on your own. Yeah. It's just yeah. the facts. Man. Anybody tell you they did it themselves is lying. Yes. Yeah. Self-sufficiency. We, we had this conversation. Yeah, we were just talking yeah. about Hall of Fame speeches, what the Hall of Fame is about. Self-sufficiency yes. is a myth. Mm-hmm. You can't do it yourself. You can't aspire to greatness by yourself. Yeah. My dad was trying to teach us that. Yeah. And that's what he taught us. And then he passed away. And the unfortunate thing was I saw this the same unit I saw him build. I saw the unit crack apart when he was going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was he was he young, pretty young or was he, he was, My father passed away at 57. Yeah, that's young. So Tone, like what did your really dad young. do for a living? My father that was uh my next question. My father drove a truck for before I was born, he drove a truck for the uh airline. Then he drove a truck for Wrangell Brewery. It's an old mm. brewery that used to be in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Uh, he drove a truck for for the brewery. This is what I, my earliest mem- memories of my dad was us mm-hmm. going to pick him up from work because Bushwick is very close to bedside. So I remember we would all pile in the car to ride with my mom just to go pick him up from work. Just to be in the car to with see him pops. get off work was like, yeah, man, dad yeah. got off work and we ride in the car with him. Yeah, People don't notice. My father is black history. My father was the first black man allowed in the truck drivers union in New York State. Wow. New York City. There is a street named wow. after my dad. I will show you the picture. Oh, wow. There was a street in Bushwick, Brooklyn, named after my dad because he was the first black man in the truck driver's union. 
I remember, like, my these are my early memories of my dad. Like, some of them are very grainy and mm-hmm. un, not very clear. But I remember, like, councilmen and district, mm. you know, workers yeah. coming to the house to talk to my dad because he was getting death threats. Wow. Because people were saying he's going to get the job as the, you know, the first black guy in truck job. In the union. And right. I remember, like, just, like, what's going on? Like, I, I was a kid. I just can't remember everything that was going on. But it was because people were like, if this nigga gets hired in this truck drivers union, we're going to kill him. So once again, it's that outer district. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, it's that, that re- oh, recurrent that, thing. Oh, man. Let me yeah. say, so I don't think was, I've ever seen this. He's, uh, he's oh, like oh, his name is Julius. Julius, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's why he always says Rose and Julius' son. I'm Rose and Julius' fourth born. Yeah. Wow. That's so... Damn, dude. That's so... Man, this is... Yeah. That's powerful, yeah, man. man. Yeah, it's real. And, you know, me and Tone, like, we've just like, uh, I mean, we've taken long road trips, man. And I and the stories that he tells me and just the examples. And I think that's another thing that bonds us all is the work ethic. Like your dad being military and, and just same strict. thing is a lot of a lot of hard, hard jobs he kept, man. Yeah. And two jobs at a time sometimes. Right. And um, but anyway, and, and, yeah. and no and just being no nonsense. Like my dad yeah. was the same way. Immigrant yeah. who came from Haiti less than a third grade education, you know, made a living for himself. So he wasn't trying to hear any excuses about anything. And I think in turn, you know, I might complain to you guys as my friends, a certain thing, but in the big picture, I just know whatever circumstance I find myself in, I have the ability to work my way out of it. And that is a gift in itself because I'm never going to give up. Like, I'm right. never going to stop pursuing my dreams and what I want to do because I saw a man beat the odds right. to come to this country where no nothing was familiar to him. He didn't go to Miami. He didn't go to New York. He came to California, didn't speak the language, yeah. nobody to help him speak the language, but my mom, and still persevered and built a life for, right. for, for our family. So just when talking to Tony it's and worth, hearing man. about his it's dad, worth. it's just like, yeah, yo, man. you're not going to be good. Yo, <laughs> you're not going to be good in football. You're not going to improve sleeping all day or doing this. you got to put the work in, and that's one thing that's clear. And it seems like most people sometimes are looking for shortcuts right. to yeah. try to get no, that's on. Absolutely, but, like, I don't want to keep harking on this, like what people say about me. People absolutely. Gonna have to, people going to have their opinions of me regardless. Of if course. Sure. But this nepotism, is why we had you on. I'm not here to, to hear your story. Right. I'm not here to debate what other people think about of me. Of course. Like, that's what pe- real, in the, real, the real scheme of things, what people – think about me or people think about you or you it's none of, it's none of your business yeah. yeah so i'm not going to help harp on it but i will say this hard work if you're willing to work hard you could have whatever you could be wherever you want to be and the people that say stuff like that like his brother put just look at the work look at the work yeah. Yeah. they're not working as hard yeah yeah so it's easier to say oh his brother put him on than it is for that person to work harder right yeah it's easier for them to say he got it because of whatever factor yeah than it is for them to go i got to turn this shit up 80%. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just look at the person. Next time I, I implore all of you that are going to hear this this podcast, the next time somebody's saying something negative about another person to you, look at how hard that person is working and why they aren't where they want to be. And I guarantee you, you're going to say to yourself, if they worked harder, they would be further along. Well, like sometimes when you spend it's time... It's never the hardest work. Yeah. Bill Gates yeah. is not saying, man, if I could just... Yeah, he's, he's yeah. busting his ass. He's yeah. busting his ass. Yeah. And, yeah. and and to piggyback on Tone's point, there's a lot of times where people are having conversations, talking shit about someone. You'd be like, damn, dude, you wasted an hour, <laughs> hour. 
talking shit about somebody else, then you could put that hour into your own career right. in your own life, pushing your own right. dreams forward. Yeah. But you waste the time. Sometimes, like, yo, we all have our opinions and we all get into conversations, whatever. But at some point, it's like, you know what? Like Tone would say that, man, I don't give a fuck about what they're doing. They ain't putting money in my pocket. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, At some point, you just got to. That's my gift and my curse. I tell people all the time. Yeah. My gift and my curse is I don't give a fuck what nobody else is doing. Yeah. So it's a gift because I don't get caught up in, yo, he got this, man. What yeah. why the hell he got? I, I, I'm never going to be that guy. Yeah. It's my curse because maybe I, I, I'm guessing maybe I should be paying attention to what other people doing just because. Yeah. Because there might be an opportunity mm, yeah. to network with them. I see what you're saying. I guess. Yeah. yeah. But, maybe. I don't give, but I never, I don't care. Did you hear so-and-so got... Yeah, okay, good for that person. Because I do see people, I do see, and whether this is noble or not or whatever, that's for not really for me to do, but I do see comics that definitely you can see them suddenly like going towards uh, or trying to hang out with somebody who's now suddenly has oh my God. some stuff going on. Yeah. So I don't know that that's a great thing, but I do see comics who do that. They, right. they go, oh, shit. Man, they try so to get into so, a click. I used click. to work with him back in the. Let yeah. me let me get in that person's click now yeah, yeah, yeah. because they're. Yeah. So I mean, again, it's part of the business. We right. get that, but yeah. I don't think that's anything that's. You're yeah. doing your own thing. You're in your own lane. You, yeah. you know what I mean? It's it's. A, and here's the other thing. Well, look, Tony, if, you're in, if you're in your own lane and you're doing the work, you're gonna come across the other guy that's doing work. You guys are gonna. Yeah. Your, your, there you your, go. Your roads are gonna intersect. Yeah. If you stay on your path. Absolutely. You can, you can, you can, you can still stay in your lane, mm-hmm. and. Bump into somebody else, yeah, right. Because your lanes are gonna intersect. Yeah, if you if y'all both on y'all grind, one hundred percent, correct. Running this race, you're gonna cross. Yeah. at some point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And speaking of the the, the journey in the in the, in the race, and we've chronicled the influence your your father's had on you and and just your family in general. When you think of your career, somebody asked me this question, so I'm gonna put it on both of you guys. Okay. They 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 uh, asked me this in South Africa, and I it. It froze me when the athlete goes, to this point in your life, in your career, what has been your proudest moment? Ooh. And then any of you guys can answer that. Dude, like, dude, when they, they asked me that question, I, I had to look that you guys had like, yo, there's, for me, it's different moments for different God, reasons. I, but I know, I'm just, there's different moments. I, I, I would say... The time that that I looking at all these twenty this plus is, years. This is Dirty Sanchez speaking. Dirty by San- the way, the, I think they can tell our voice, but <laughs> over the twenty, <laughs> they go over the twenty years. I mean, you do try to do a black voice oh, every once in a while. Anyway. Yeah, 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 man. What's up, what's up girl? See, good to take, girl. That's See, racist right as there, hell. just like that. Anyway, that's racist as hell. If I go off of like, what Danny, was, tell us, tell what us was, a story. What was something that I just See? to this day I think about the how excited I was and how. And it's gonna. This might sound crazy, dude, uh-huh. but it was the day I got passed as a regular at the comedy store. Really, that was your. I, it's still when I look back, even though I was super dope, stoked about about uh, my half hour special at Comedy Central. I remember going, "Oh my god, I can't believe I'm doing." But there's something when I go all the way back. I go, "What was it about that moment that I?" I just remember going, "I I've arrived. I've this is it. This yeah. is my." Even, and every, I remember everybody you idolized probably wrote the store. Yes, yeah. and I knew about the comedy store, yeah. and I remember, and I hadn't been doing it that long, so I remember thinking, I remember telling some of my friends. One friend brought this up to me that I saw in like a class. He goes, "Hey man, do you remember telling me, dude, that you told me one time if I just become a regular at the comedy store, that's good enough. That's I, then I made it. 
Mm. That's where my mind was back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but there's so many other things that I've been proud of, but for some reason that one always seems to pop, pop up, up to me. Interesting. No offense to the Laugh Factory. Mm. Yeah. I got no, no, but, but later, that was but that was your first. That, that was your first home. Exactly. Yeah, that was yeah. your first home. That makes sense. Damn. How about you, Rock? Now, and it doesn't have to be necessarily like it could be anything. It doesn't have to be comedy. Comedy. Right? I yeah. mean, just no, career wise. When you first said it, when you first said it, I was gonna say that I'm. Oh so damn! Proud. I left my daughter out. <laughs> No, no, but no, but I am talking career wise. Oh, okay, I'm, talk, okay, I'm talking. Okay, about okay. Right, I'm talking right. about career wise. I'm talking about career wise. But I'm saying it doesn't have to be a TV show. It can be. Oh, yeah, it could right. be a, a show, a particular show. One, one particular it could show. be a moment. Right. But I'm. I'm just curious. Okay, so I, when you first asked the question, I was gonna say, just coming from where I've come from, the neighborhood I grew up in, and seeing friends shot dead in the mm. street, mm-hmm. like literally talking to my man on the corner. All right, boy. I talk to you later. Boom. Turning to walk away. And like 10 seconds later, turning around and this motherfucker's boom, got his head blown off. And I'm like, I was just standing there. So coming from that, coming from wow. seeing how crack just decimated through the neighborhood. Yeah. And mothers and daughters and children just just to come from that. I'm very proud of to be where I am, to be the kid that was like, you know, hopping the train and yeah. robbing people with a fake gun and like. We was going, taking weed down to Maryland and thinking we making money, coming back with a couple hundred dollars. Like, yo, we getting money out here. Yeah. All that dumb shit I was doing to turn around and go, hey, man, like, you know what? We're going to take a chance on this comedy thing. And yeah. For it to work out the way it's worked out. I'm very proud of that. But uh, is there a specific moment? A moment? Was it that? Man, that- there's so many. Uh. Was it that show? At, with, but with, that wasn't your first night on stage, no, was no, it? No, 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 no. Oh, you had already. My first been... time on stage, I had been. I booed. I got booed off like unbelievably. But the excitement walking from the back of the room to the stage was the most excited. Yeah, it's so exciting. I had been about damn near anything in life. It's crazy you said that. So when she asked me the question, I couldn't really think of anything. So I gave a generic answer. Oh, my first TV appearance, which was was great when I did BET Comic View. But for me, man. The first laugh I ever got on stage, I had an out-of-body experience. And I know people think this is crazy, but literally people were laughing, and I was looking down at myself going, I can't believe they are laughing at what I just said. Like, it was to dream about it, to dream about it, to watch it on TV, to see, like, Eddie Murphy has done this and Richard Pryor has done this and George Carlin has done this. And then D.L. Hughley was the first comedian I ever seen live and it it blew my mind. And then to be on stage doing everything that those guys are doing, it was, it was crazy to me. And I just remember like, you know how movies were, where you, like that somebody is watching themselves and then there's that moment where you snap back and then Mm -hmm. you're back in your body and Mm -hmm. it's reality. And I was like, yo, yeah, this is crazy. And at that moment, I didn't care what else happened. Like that one joke hitting was all I needed. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I could have said right. goodnight after that. That's how full I was in that moment. And I knew from that moment on is like, oh, wow. I made a room full of people who have absolutely no idea who I am. Laugh. I can do this. Yeah. I remember I did. Uh, I mean, wow. Here's a moment. I'll give you a moment. Uh, we did Montreal Comedy Festival. And I say we a lot of times because I'm talking about me and Sherrod. Yes. Because me and Sherrod started doing comedy together. And tell him, tell him who Sherrod is. Small, out um, of New York City. Up, same street. My mother raised him. His mother raised me. We, we, we beyond brothers. Like, and we started doing comedy same day. So everything is us. We, did, mm. we went to Montreal together. I got Montreal. We went to Montreal. Yeah. He gets a TV show. We got a TV show. I yeah. came to LA. We came to LA. So 
we we in Montreal. I got Montreal Comedy Festival, and uh, I I had a great set the first night. Great first night. Uh, the networks are coming to me. They're like giving me cards and hey, yeah, you got yeah. to meet. That was incredible. And this is when Montreal yeah, was, was that. Montreal, was that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So people are talking. You know the, how the city is just a buzz with all the comedy going on. And people are like, hey, man, I heard this guy, Tony Rock, just killed, man. Well, it kind of sounds like me people this past talking, year. People are talking and not even knowing it's me. So people are in elevators uh, like, Did uh, you guys see the new faces tonight? I heard Tony Rock was amazing. And I'm just like, holy shit, they, they talking about me and they don't even know it's me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. people are at the bar like, hey, man, did you see that early show tonight? That kid, Tony Rock, man, oh, my God. And I'm like, they don't even fucking know it's me. And it's me and Sherrod and Richie Tinkin, who owns the comic strip in New York, and Lucian Hold. Lucian Hole was the manager. He Rest was the guy. Peace. He was the gatekeeper. He was the guy yeah. who determined if you became a regular. I got the Lucian story for okay. you. Right? Yeah. So Lucian was very tough on comics. Like a bunch of comics that don't like him to this day. A bunch of comics have horrible things to say about him. I'm not one of those comics. So we all sitting outside of some cafe having lunch. And uh, we just like, we on a high because my set was great. And Lucian had, uh, what's the disease Lucian had? He, what's the disease? Uh, Lupus? He said he had to move to. A warmer climate because it was better for his condition, so he was planning on moving to L.A. or, or I, I, yeah, I'm not Doc, familiar. Doc with Holiday it. had it in a in, in oh a, uh, tuberculosis maybe that TB was. TB it was TB right but the, uh, in the movie uh, yeah uh, uh, great uh, Tombstone Tombstone yeah hey Tommy that's what, that's our statistician could you look that up for us please find out what, that's what, what that's Doc what Lucian, Holiday had died of Lucian Lucian had it okay, okay. So Lucian was we all sitting there having lunch and they're, they're like man great set and you know you had another one tomorrow. I did the early show first day. I did I did the late show the next day. So we're just sitting there having lunch, and uh, Lucian's like sitting there talking to us, and he's talking about stand up, and he says, uh, "Yeah, the next few years I'm gonna move to uh, Phoenix because I need to be in the warm climate for my condition." And me and Sherrod are still kids, so yeah. we're not even taking this serious. We're not looking at the the, the levity of this what yeah. he's saying to us. Yeah. So we're like, "Man, Lucian, you ain't going on, man. Get out of here, man. You gonna be in the comic strip forever, man. Get the fuck out of here." And we playing around, and he looks me dead in my eyes. Uh, Tommy has the. Wait. He had uh, tuberculosis. tuberculosis. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I nailed so it. Lucian's sitting there, and Genius. we like, we like Lucian. You ain't never gonna go nowhere, man. You are gonna be at the comic strip forever, and we gonna be at the strip for twenty years from now. We'll be coming in the strip, and you'll still be there. And Lucian looks at us. He's looking at Sherrod. He looks at me, and he goes, "Well, gentlemen, I think uh, this weekend is proof positive that I've taken you guys as far as I can take you." Like, I've brought you guys as far along as I can. From here on out, it's on you guys. Hmm. And we realize, like, oh, he's saying he's leaving, but he's saying he's dying. Wow. But oh, I was yeah. so proud that he said that, like, I brought you guys as far as I could, and the rest is up to you guys. Yeah. And he said, you guys will be fine. And me and Sherrod just started crying because we like, damn, we're going we gonna to lose him. But he's, like, giving us the... The, the pat on the he back. He took the yeah. sword and hit us on the shoulders with it. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. like he anointed yeah. us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we was just like, man. I was like, this is the guy that doesn't let anybody in the club, and he's saying <laughs> you're gonna be fine. And I was just like, wow, like this is crazy. And then he did he moved. And no, he passed. He passed. He passed. He passed before he even yeah, he moved to the. Yeah. yeah. Whoa! It was that. So, wow. So as an LA comic, and I don't know if you can attest to this. Um, I don't know how often you went to New York when you were coming up, but. Um, I'm an LA dude through and through. So I wanted to go to New York just to test my skills on the local scene because if you let everybody else tell it, New York is where all the best comics are. Mm -hmm. 
And I will say that it's true for a lot for for different reasons, just because especially at that time in, in the, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, they just it was so much stage time in New York. If you were good, if you were a good comic, you could work in New yeah. York City. So I had just done the Aspen Comedy Festival and uh, I told my manager I wanted to go to New York. And she's like, OK, so she set up a spot at uh, the comic strip for Lucian. So um, I do a spot. Spot went great. Um, Lucian was very nice to me. I finished the week of comeback. And she goes, uh, Lucian had a very interesting thing to say about you. And I, you know, as a young comic, I'm like, I didn't bomb. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, Ruben, you didn't bomb. I said, what did he say? He said, you're very funny, but you're very L.A. Uh-oh. Okay. And I was like, what does that mean? He was like, he was like, I think the kid is funny. He goes, but the moment he gets on that stage, you go, he's from L.A. And I ran bigger, from that. Bigger? No, bigger I just think a, my, you know, New York comics are have an aggression to them. Okay. A natural aggression, even the white boys. And I think I was, you know, I'm not, I don't know. I was, I'm just laid back and smooth, I think, on stage. I'm not very loud. You know, only maybe in certain pockets. Yeah, certain pockets, but maybe yeah. maybe it was just the whole. Um, I, I've always heard. I don't know, but no, I always, it's people always, from New York always went. Yeah, we can tell when you the L.A. comics come into New York. Yeah, I'm like why they That's, go because you guys are used. To, you guys must be used to big stages or something because you guys walk up like you guys are on a on a twenty by that thirty. Is true. Yeah, and I went That's oh interesting. We just we do our comedy here. Us New York comics, it's in the small little cramped little place. So you heard that? So I heard the same yeah. thing. So I, that's it was, it was always he was a, getting at. That's interesting. The dynamics play a part in it. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah, yeah. and it was, but you know, everybody showed me love. I remember uh, Greg Giraldo, rest in peace. Um, I remember when I, he was like, "What are you doing out here?" I was like, "I'm here to check out the scene." He was like, "All right." He had a motorcycle at the time, and he was like, "Let's go." He's he like, "I'm going to." I'm going to the cellar. Motorcycle in New York? Are you crazy? <laughs> oh yeah, Geraldo. He had a he had a motorcycle oh, and the whole thing. Yeah. He, used to, he used to zip around to his spots, but he would tell me places to go. He's like, meet me down here. Me, you know, because I'm a grown man. I was gonna get on the back <laughs> of a motorcycle with him, yeah. you know. But I would meet him at these spots, and he'd introduce me to people, and I, I had a good time. I, I just I met a lot of cops. First time I saw Patrice O'Neill. Oh my God! Rest in peace, the King. Rest in peace, yeah, rest Patrice O'Neill. One of the best ever. One of the best ever. And I just I remember seeing him thinking, this dude is just different because I came up in the black circuit here. Like people don't even realize because I do so much mainstream now. First six years I did comedy, I I was scared of main, I white rooms. Tell me about this. I wouldn't yeah, even yeah. go near white room until DL was like, man, you need to go work some white rooms. Yeah. But so I went to New York. And Louis C.K. was on stage. And it now was, that's, I'm gonna speak on that when you finish. And there, there was this, there was this club um, in the Meatpacking District. Can't remember the name of it, but it's not there anymore. But it used to be a club that everybody would hit. So I go, and Louis C.K. was on stage, and I had just seen Louis at the Aspen Comedy Festival. So he was, he was like, "Hey, what's going on?" And he was, he was Louis at that time, not as big as he eventually became before his. Well, in New York, he was Louis for a long time. Yeah, he was big, he exactly. Was big so he in was New York for a long time. So everyone had knew him. And I seen him and asked me, I was like, who the fuck is this white guy? Like, I had never yeah. heard him before. So long story short, he goes on. Um, I, I, no, let me back up. Patrice O'Neill goes on. And Patrice's joke was going like, 
hey, what's up, y'all? He's like, yeah, I did Conan. And he goes, niggas don't watch Conan. <laughs> and he goes, why would they? He goes, every time you turn on the show is white boy, white boy, white boy, white boy, big nigga, white boy, white boy, white boy, white boy. So he goes into this whole thing. The crowd is uneasy, but I'm in the back dying yeah. because there's this black dude in front of all white people doing this bit like oh, I this. See. I see. And true story, God is my witness. He brings Louis up and Louis CK comes on stage like, give it up for that big nigger. Dude, that room got so fucking silent. <laughs> you can hear Patrice laughing from backstage. And dude, I'm dying, but the crowd was like, what the fuck just happened here? And then in my mind, I was like, New York is the... I, like, if I remember going back, New York is crazy as fuck. Yeah, man. Somebody would do this shit like that in LA, they had to fucking flip tables. <laughs> yeah. But it just showed their relationship. Yeah, right, right. I don't know if I still agree with that, but just right. for... Sh- <laughs> Just for shock value alone, yeah. I was, I do. My mind was blown. I was looking around like, this got to be a fucking joke. But that's, I swear to God. And then he I just was, went right into material. And went you know right into fucking Damn, material, what, man. You said something earlier, and I said I want to speak. Oh, on that. Louis C.K. No, you said, no, um, oh, what, I was saying uh, I predominantly work black rooms. Okay, yeah. Then, okay, yeah. two now two things I want to speak on. First okay. of all, I think that that was what New York comedy is. New York comedy. That's a small part of what New York comedy is. Like that's a, that was a glimpse into New York comedy. Uh huh. It ain't no black, white, Spanish, mm. Asian, Puerto Rican, whatever in New York comedy. It's just New York comedy. Mm. So for Louis to go on and go give it up for that big nigga, comics like yeah, we we see what you're doing because Patrice said big nigga, big nigga. Whatever. Yeah, you yeah. just called so it he, back. He, he piggybacked it. He yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't even realize there was comedy segregation so much until I got to LA. To LA, man. Uh, Think about that, dude. When I got oh, here, it was Latino like, rooms when I got here, rooms. and it was like, oh, no, no, not Monday, because Monday's Latino night. Go here on Monday, because that's black night. And go here on Tuesday, because that's black night. And go there on Wednesday, because Asian wait, what, and Middle what? Eastern. Wait, yeah. what? what you, you know what, Tom? That's why I started Ruby Tuesday. Asian is Asian night oh. is Friday and Thursday. And I was like, yo, in New York, we just do comedy. Like, that's why just, I started Ruby Tuesdays. In, in New York, it's black guy, Spanish guy, white girl. Yeah, fat, fat chick, short dude, tall guy. We just go, all right. Uh, it is what it is. That is true, now, dude. There've been but, a lot of separate rooms for a long, a long time. time that's what, and, and I, I mean, I'm joking about the room. No, no, no. But, but that no, is why I started. Is why you did the, it. the funny yeah. thing now, having said that, yes. the weird thing that I'm going to say that's going to seem like direct contrast. You said that uh, the rooms were different. What would you say? Uh, you you only played black rooms when you started out. When I first started, yeah, yes. Now New York, black comics, no. You got to go mainstream, bro. Mm. You don't do the restaurant. You don't do the coffee shop where they got a fucking table mm-hmm. turned upside down in the stage. Yeah. You don't do the fucking, uh, you don't do that. That's, that's all bullshit. Yeah. Cause there's no, but you know a lot, there what, are, what's, there what's is a community there. What's getting passed there yeah. at, at the restaurant. Yeah. What industry is in there at the restaurant? Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Come on, But this man. is the thing. And Patrice O'Neill, may he rest forever in pieces. Yeah, absolutely. Was the one that told me this. Mm-hmm. They used to do at the comedy cellar. There was a comedy club around the corner, around the corner, Boston Comedy Club. Remember absolutely, Boston? yes. Sunday night was Black Night at Boston Comedy Club. Yes. This shit was packed, standing room only. You had to get, you had to know somebody to get in this motherfucker. Jammed ass every Sunday. Then talent hosted or something. Line out the door, around the corner, two times. Talent hosted sometimes a lot. Uh, Rob Stapleton was there a lot. You know, the, the mm-hmm. New York dudes was always there. Yes. The black dude. Uh, uh, two piece. Two piece. Uh, uh, talent. 
Capone, all those cats. Yeah. So one night I'm at the comedy cellar with Patrice. Patrice goes on kills. We sitting there talking, and he goes, "Hey, give me a walk around the corner." So I walk around the corner with him. We just talking. He walks up to Boston. He goes, "Yo, who's on?" They're like, "So and so," and he's Patrice. Patrice was yeah. that dude in New York. Y- yes. So he walks in Boston Comedy Club. Room packed. Stand, people standing on the walls. Hot as fuck. It's so packed that it's sweaty in it. And <laughs> talent sees him like, "Yo, you want to go up next?" And he's like, "Yeah." And Patrice goes on and blows the fucking roof off this place. Just blew it. It was like, whoever's going next, I feel for you. Yeah, it's up. show over. Yeah. So he does his set, comes off stage, looks at me, you ready? And we walk back around the corner to the comedy cellar. And we're sitting there talking. And I'm like, yo, you killed, man. Like, damn, you killed that shit. And he goes, this is what I do, man. See those dudes around the corner. <laughs> all those dudes around the corner. They won't. They won't come around the corner here. Yes. They won't even come. They around won't the even walk. Come on, man. 20, 50 steps. They won't walk fifty steps around here to the cellar to play with Louis C.K. and Greg Giraldo and mm-hmm. Dave Spell might drop in and Chrissy might stop by and they'll stay over there in the black room and say we don't come over there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So what I do is he told me. So what I do and I want you to do this too. You don't go in there all the time. Go in there every blue moon. Every blue moon, just walk in there when you have the time. Yeah. And let those niggas know this shit ain't sweet over here. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. And I said, say no more. Say no more. So that's why I don't do... Every time I go home, they try to get me to stop by the restaurant or the strip club yeah. or they do comedy or the fucking whatever. Yeah. I'm not doing that shit. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to wait till nobody expects me to walk in there. I'm going to walk in and go, yo, and can, show I, can them. I jump on real quick? And, and show blow them. blow that shit up and I'm... Peace. Yeah. 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 I'm sure, like, it, it's almost like you got it. Interesting, you, man. Because I, I didn't do. I was doing open mics in the valley, bars and open mics. It was all just mainstream stuff, and, and it wasn't until I started hearing about the Latino night here at the Laugh Factory, and then some other guys. Where I was like, Latino night. Like I never ever even thought about trying to go in that in that direction yeah, where I, I would find my find Latinos. Because I just was doing comedy, man. I was yeah, just doing it was weird bars. I, was, and, I came out here like, what the fuck. Yeah, and it, you know what's crazy? One more, one go more ahead, point. go ahead, Tom. Same talking about what I just said. Uh, I know a lot of comics that go to New York. I've I've told comics, I meet comics on the road. They come in the green room. Hey, can I ask you questions? They pick my brain. Mm-hmm. Sure, I got. I learned a lot. I'm gonna give it to you. Yeah. All the shit Tracy Morgan taught me when I was his opening act. John Witherspoon taught me when I was his opening act. My brother uh, Patrice, Keith Robinson, Greg Giraldo, all the guys that taught me shit. Wanda Sykes, my mentor. Quake, the shit Quake taught me. If a young comic asks me questions, I'm giving them all that shit. Mm-hmm. I owe it to them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, and I've told comics, yo, you want to be a great comic? What do you want to do? You want to get into acting or you want to be a great comic? I want to be a great comic. Well, then go, go to New York. Go to New York. And then I tell them that and they go to New York and they stay in the black rooms. Yeah. You know why they stay in the black rooms? Because it's easier. Easy. They yeah. don't want to do the hard work to get into the mainstream I, comedy. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. They don't want to do it. I got emails. I got text messages on my phone. Hey, can you call the club and get me in? No, I can't do that because nobody called the club to get me in. Get you yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. And right. if I'm going to call the club, I'm going to call the club for Jordan Rock if I'm calling for anybody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. My brother. My baby brother. Jordan the shit. I yeah. put Jordan through shit. Jordan yeah. was begging me for two, three years. Please, can I just come with one city? Let's just let me get one. Yeah. yeah. Nah, son, you got to put your, you gotta put yeah, your work in. Yeah. Absolutely. You got to put your work in. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of doing those rooms and the segregated rooms, now that you brought that to light, that is some different, I guess, because I know a lot of those New York comics that do just the black rooms. So initially, when I was asked to go to New York, it was just to do that circuit. Right. And I, and I just knew instinctually after DL had told me to go work 
mainstream. Because this whole thing, because I'll never forget, I was at the Comedy Act Theater off of Crenshaw on 43rd, the house that Robin Harris built, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my regrets is I never got to see him live. I started doing comedy after he had passed away. But when I started doing comedy, D.L. Hughley was the host. And I just wanted to get better. And I just remember working there, you know, seeing the Chris Tuckers and the Joe Tories and the Ricky Harrises and Jamie Foxes and all these guys, you know, were they were stars when I was just starting out. But the difference is industry in California and L.A. used to come to the hood and watch them like when. Spike no, Lee, you said, like you said, they stars. They they're stars. stars. So people yeah. came so to see them. The industry's gonna follow. The industry. I tell people all the time, the industry's gonna find you. Yeah. If you, if you that. Come if you on, that man. Dude, the industry's gonna yeah. find you. And find you. and I and I never forget. Um, there was a couple of comics that I had come up with, and they would come back because the Comedy Act Theater was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's Michael One, Williams, right? Huh, Michael Williams. Shout out Michael Williams. Shout out Michael Williams, man. My first first comedy mentor, man, that taught me so much. Um, it was one show Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. So I was doing all the amateur shows. So I was getting spots Thursday through Saturday. Then I was at the Birdland West because I developed quickly because I was able to work. I would hustle. I'd drive every work these spots. Then I heard some comics talking about the comedy store. I was like, comedy store? They're like, yeah, man, it's on yeah. Sunset, man. You ain't never been down to the comedy yeah. store? It's like, no. And then somebody said the improv. I said, improv? <laughs> They're like, man, you ain't never been to the improv? Now, with people not... I trust me. I know people's perception of me, but your perception is not reality. When I tell you, the the the, the people that I grew up around with weren't nice people. So for me to go north of Wilshire was just ingrained in my mind that you don't do that in LA. Mm-hmm. That's where white people went. Yeah. You know, that's where Tommy and his fa- they went north <laughs> of Wilshire. So. For me to go into Hollywood was a big <laughs> was a big deal. It was a big deal as a kid because we never left the hood. You know, we'd go Carson Compton. You know, we'd go into you know L.A. because we had friends and cousins. You know, we call them cousins, but you know, close friends of the yeah. family that live like in South Central. So we do that. But to go into Hollywood, where quote unquote there'd be majority of white people, yeah. was was scary. Even as a young adult, even though I was in college you know Wait, i was so just because i'm i wasn't born and raised here yes so y'all didn't come to sunset even when eddie was in his heyday when people was like eddie murphy stopped by the comedy store no uh-uh. richard pryor that no. he just come in and d.l hughley was the first comedian i ever saw live i saw him in wow. long no, Beach. i got to watch Pryor because i was going down to the i was at the store all the time you saw pryor live yeah, wow. quite a yeah. few times. Wow. As, as a matter of fact, uh, I, I started in the belly room. I did the open mic one night. I, I tried that open mic night at the right. store mm-hmm. that with the three minutes that they would do. And I remember going, nah, man, I'm not coming back to do this. I'm going to do the I'm going to just do, I'm going to do where I get time. Right. So every, everywhere I'd go would be a bar for five to eight or eight to ten. Wow, belly room. Yeah, dude. As a matter of fact, when he was. I saw him getting, in a wheelchair. Which getting, was getting ill. Well, yeah, hurtful. there was a time where he was starting to get ill and they yeah. would, and they would play Marvin Gaye. Um, brother, brother, brother. When he would they play yeah. that. So everybody get to their feet. He was slower. He right. was already he had already slowed down. But he still had but the wit. The brain was. He still yeah. had the wit. Was still there, man. Yeah. Uh, I met him. I didn't get a photo with him, dude. Met him, didn't get a photo because I, I saw I, Eddie Murphy live in New York one time. See, I, I see, and Eddie. I, no, listen, I'm not talking about like this now, Daddy Daycare. 
I'm talking about fucking Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Murphy. Raw. Lord Eddie Murphy. have Murphy, Eddie Murphy. Like yeah. That, <laughs> saw, him, saw him live, man. So, see, he would tease. Like, he would tease fuck? at the comedy store. He would. This was in the late, later, latter part of the '90s. He would come around every now and then, and everybody would go, "Eddie's here! Eddie's here!" Eddie. He'd go into the original room and, and when, he'd sit, sit in the back corner, and everybody's like, "Is he going on?" What's it? they're saying? He might. He's thinking, and he'd be back there with his shades on, and we're all. And he would not go up, man. Wow. And he did that a half a dozen times. At when, least. I hosted, yeah. when I hosted, when I hosted Chocolate Damn. Sunday, uh, he came in a couple of times. He came in one night and uh. Somebody had just had a really good set. I forgot who it was. And they got off stage and everybody's clapping. And I'm like, I said, uh, I said, urban comedy, black comedy is the shit. And people started clapping. And I said, two of the reasons why. The foundation, Richard Pryor, people started clapping. I said, and the other gentleman is sitting upstairs in the balcony. I pointed up, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Eddie Murphy. And he stood up and did this to me. And I was like, oh, shit, Eddie Murphy just Man. Like gave me a fucking nod of confidence. <laughs> and like a week later, two weeks later, uh, my brother had a premiere for, uh, I forgot what movie it was. Was it a... Uh, Head of State, one of those. Head of, maybe it might have been a Down to Earth, Head of State, Bad Company. One of those movies. We was at the premiere, mm-hmm. and I went to the after party, and uh, my brother was talking to Eddie, and I'm like, you know, I, I'm gonna leave them alone. They they friends. I'm not. I wanna. Yeah. I wanna go over there, but I don't wanna go over there. Yeah. And like Eddie's talking to him. You know, you're talking to somebody, but you look over their shoulder and see who's in the distance. So he's talking to my brother. He looks up and sees me, and he goes, "Oh man, by the way, your brother, funny than a motherfucker, man." And I was like, "That's it. I'm good. I yeah. Don't, I don't need nothing else." I mean, I damn, yeah, to, from one of your comedy heroes to validate you in that type of way has to be. Oh, the best was Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's my comedy idol. Absolutely. Uh, what's funny is Dave shows lots of love. I hung out with him in Montreal, and he's one thing I will say about him. He's been con- the, the same consistent dude yeah. from the day that I've met him. But I feel that way about your brother. He did. Dave <laughs> did my birthday show at the. Uh, it was a laugh factory. Yeah. Uh, this I was hosting my birthday show. Uh-huh. Dave comes in and uh, hey, I'll go up. I'll go next. I'm like, oh shit, Dave's. Oh shit, Dave's going on my birthday show. Yeah. This is the best birthday. <laughs> he gets me there, pulls the cigarette out. He's like, now I have to tell you, I didn't even know you and Chris were brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a horrible coincidence. <laughs> I said, man, this guy's last name is Rock. <laughs> oh, he's going to have a tough way to go. He said, but then, he sat down on the, on the stool and said, but then, I saw you on stage. Saw you a couple of times. I said, he'll be fine. Yes. He'll be fine. And I was like, and Boom started clapping. I'm like, yo, that's it right there. There's, oh, there's nothing man. like the re- respect of your peers in this game. Because sometimes Wanda you, Sykes. Yeah. Dude, I'd never met Wanda Sykes. And you didn't know this. So I'm in Montreal. I go to see Dave. He was performing, him and John Mayer performing. Right. I'm in the hallway and I see Wanda Sykes. And now you think it's like, man, we'll be a good icebreaker to go. And she just walked by and goes, hey, you funny. I just seen you. And then just kept walking. I'm like, hey, Wanda. Wanda Sykes. <laughs> Wanda's, Wanda's, I tell you all the time, Wanda is the bomb in my book forever. Uh, she's forever. Uh, she's unbelievable, man. I show, did premium blend with her. When my brother had to show on HBO. That? She hosted? She was on my tape. No. Wow. She was we on were, the taping? No. What's his name from SNL hosted? Goat Boy. What's his name? Oh, Brewer. Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer was the host. Oh, wow. Wanda and I did it to, as you know, two, eight or 10 minute sets each. Everybody was doing whatever. Okay. When my brother had to show on uh, HBO. Uh, was the, the, the crew was crazy. It was, it was Wanda, Louis CK, Ali Leroy, Lance, Chuck Sklar, Jeff Stilson. Uh, Damn. Everybody got a show. Everybody got a show. 
Wanda left to do a show. Yeah, Ali Stilson is still Everybody doing left. great. Stilson's doing a yeah. class OG. Yeah. But uh, so I'm there. I was working there. Me and Sherrod were there. We were working, but we weren't really getting paid. So it was just like we got free food and we got to bring as many <laughs> tickets as we wanted. We, could yeah. do, we would pitch an idea every week. We would come in and pitch a skit. They would shoot the shit down. All right, whatever. We got to hang out there every day with Wanda, El, uh, Louis C.K., pick their brains all day. What a, and what a day, university to be in. Right, right. Yeah. So one day Wanda goes, are you getting on stage? And I'm like, yeah, I'm getting some spots. I'm getting spots here and there. Are you getting more spots? Are you trying to get more spots? Or are you, are you just getting two spots a week and you're happy with it? I'm like, no, we're trying to get more clubs. We... You know, we're going to try to get in every club in the city. And she's like, okay, all right, that's good. Are you writing every day? Yes, ma'am, I'm writing every day. Uh, when's your next spot? I said, uh, it was like a Tuesday. I'm like, I got a Thursday at uh, the comic strip. I'm on at like 9.45. She said, I will see you Thursday at 9.45. And I'm in the club and I'm waiting to go up and I'm pacing. And Wanda walks at like 9.30 like, okay, I'll be in the back. Show me what you got. And I'm like, oh, shit, Wanda wow. came. And she sits in the room and I do my set. She's like, okay, good stuff, good stuff. You got to, you know, tweak it here and there and trim the fat and do this. You know, she gave me the, the, the comedy talk. Yes, yes. And was like, when's your next spot? And I said, uh, tomorrow I'm at Stand Up New York at 10. <laughs> I'll see you at 10. And came in wow, and watched that's awesome. me. And then uh, wow. we went, I'm going to the cellar. You want to come? I rolled down to the cellar with her. And she told me this. And I still, if, if you listen to this podcast and you're a comic, you can text Rube or Johnny and tell him I told you this same thing. She says, this is comedy. This is this is writing a joke. You take a canvas, right? You take the brown and you make a you go up and down with the brown, and then you take the green and you make circles and you say that's a tree. That's mm -hmm. what that's what com comics do. This is the brown. This is the green. That's a tree. Mm -hmm. And you look at it, you go, yeah, that looks like a tree. Mm -hmm. But then the real good comics, they take the brown, they go up and down. That's it. That's the tree. They take the lighter brown and put the around it to show you can see the bark on the tree. They put the black hole for the bird to be in the little hole in the tree. They paint the green. They paint the leaves green. Then you put the lighter green to show that the leaves are turning because it's fall. Mm -hmm. You paint the grass underneath. You might put some acorns down there to show that the acorns are falling from the tree. You put a couple of squirrels here. You paint the sun in the distance. You paint the, the house in the back. You paint a more vivid picture with your jokes. Yeah. yeah. Don't just let them see the tree. Let them see, see everything. everything. And that's how you write jokes. And I yeah. said, that's it right there. So whenever I'm writing jokes, if it come to me too easy, I throw it away. Because somebody else is going to have the same thing. Yeah. And I don't ever want me and somebody else to have the same shit. Yeah. We're going to have the same topic. That's a given. Sure. But my shit going to be better. Right. Like, you could have a Trump joke. Mine's is better. You could have a fucking living in a hood joke. Mine's is better. You could have a mm -hmm. grew up in a big family joke. Mine's is better. You know, so that she she taught me that. The, all that detail. Everything. Make, all the detail. All the detail. I mean, that's, that's great because, and sometimes, man, you start a bit. You know, we've talked about this when mm -hmm. you start a bit and then it's maybe a minute, minute and a half in the beginning. And then you keep painting and painting and painting. And before you know it, you've got a six, seven minute yeah. bit on that. Just that one topic. Yeah. And that's, no that's jokes, that. No jokes ever done. No jokes nope. ever. No jokes ever done. And I think one thing that I can say about, about you guys and one thing that I always consider a compliment is if I see you guys perform 10 times in a row. There's gonna be something a little different. Yeah. That I've that and I just don't understand comics who do the same exact set year after year after year. They don't add in the anything. same order. In the same in order. The they same don't even change start. The they don't even they don't even add a, a tagline to it or extra yeah. or, Sometimes know, I'm about yeah, they, just I'm, come, they just come in because they got a spot. They yeah. You know, that's also too sometimes I, although I get I get a little frustrated because I, I don't sometimes you know when you're about ready to get rid of a bit yes. you're like okay I've, I've had this for a while yes. and then you try and then one night you're doing it 
and you you throw a different line or you something happened and you and you and go, it brings it back oh, to life damn, again. I gotta well I gotta add that in yeah. now and then well one word at one word will make it like oh, oh shit, shit. change the whole yeah, thing yeah I told you that when I you know I, I used to open for Louis Anderson for a couple of years and I remember one time he said one different word. And he came back into the green room. He goes, "Oh my God, I've been doing that joke almost twenty years. Yeah, it's it's new again. Yeah. He just had one word. Yeah, it just changed every. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's like, it's, it's 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 new. It's an old one, but I'm bringing it back. You know yeah, what I mean? I would get bored telling the same joke over and again, over again, the same, same way. Exactly. Yeah, I would be like, get the fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then you wonder. And again, we go back to Tony's um, point that he's making about people who who talk shit and are complaining. When you go back and you pull back all the layers, it's like, okay, you're complaining about this guy getting ahead and this guy getting ahead, but you're literally doing the same set from 10 years ago, but you're mad at this person who is constantly working and creating, trying to get to the next level. But you think because you've been doing it 20 years and you got this great set. That set. That that same set. set, That that, like, like, the industry owes you something. It's like, no, you got to constantly be evolving. And then that's why they end up those, those sometimes are the comics who who walk off and they'll just go because they're not listening anymore, by the way, either. Yeah. They're not Uh, listening to the audience anymore because they've, it's, it's such a set routine that they don't know. Mm -hmm. They won't go, Hey man, are you guys all right tonight? Or is it me? They walk off after that, that same set. And they go, those are the guys you hear go, I don't know what's wrong with them, man. I don't know what their problem is tonight. And then somebody else goes up and they and they feel it and they make a shift. The first few minutes in there, yeah. they can they can feel it too with that odds. They go, I don't oh. like when comics ever tell me what's wrong with the room. Ever, I don't don't ever <laughs> yeah, don't ever totally come to me and say some <laughs> shit about the room. Tell, Johnny, tell them the story. You're they're, not you tight. Or you they're, they're not they not, they talking to them. They're, they're chatty. Let, don't yeah. tell me shit because that that was because you. It's they're gonna, gonna be, be like different for, for it's gonna be. Totally I'm not gonna brag, so I'm gonna let Johnny tell you the story that just happened this past week. When yeah. we were working in Long Beach. Uh, you don't have to say the comics, No, no, of man. course not. No, just <laughs> host went up, struggled. It was rough. He got, off, he got off stage <laughs> no. and he just said, he was like, I don't know what's wrong. And then the next comic went up and, man, it was just a struggle. It was just, and he gets off and he's, and then he's crisscrossing next to Ruben. He's like, uh, hey, man, uh, good luck with that crowd because they're not giving up anything. And Ruben walks on stage within Eight, nine, ten seconds. <laughs> you hear this big explosion of laughs. <laughs> it just went like that, and I was next. I go, oh Johnny shit! He opened it up, <laughs> right, right, and right. then I got to. I jumped on the wave, but he. But like you said, it's. That's why some. If if a comic asks me, like, hey, how are they? I'll just be like, well, for me, and that's what I say. For me, man, that I had some people over here chatting a little bit, and I tried to, be, or whatever, yeah. or. Yeah. But I don't go. I'm like, I don't walk up these guys going. You know that whole thing. We're like, yeah. oh, good I would, luck with that. Even on I, the road, when I I bring my own feature on the road. Yeah. And like the host will come off like, ah, they, they wasn't into me, man. He, the host is a local guy, so he'll. They wasn't into me. I'm like, nah, whatever. Yeah. I, I, then like like, whoever I don't want to yes. say like whoever my yeah, 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 yeah. will come off. Yeah, they live or they this or they yeah they a little talky. The people on the right, they don't tell me shit about the yeah. fucking yeah. room. Yeah. That's yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. That it's it's 100 percent you and then. And I think all of us are the same. We don't assess the show until the show is done. Until we get up on stage, I don't care what anybody else says it because our own egos go, yeah, they might be rough. 
for you. No, listen, we don't assess the show till the show's done, but I don't assess the show till I get on. When yeah. you was on, that was your show. Absolutely. They didn't like your show. Yeah. Exactly. My show didn't start yet. Yeah. And I think the only things that we do, the only thing. No, but I, and can I, I just say what? Go ahead. Go ahead. But here's every, every now and then I'll be in the back and I can hear the comments going, yeah, man, you guys making us work. You guys all right. And I'm going, they're going to be just fine. <laughs> and then five or seven minutes into my set, there have been these times I yeah. go, oh, shit. I think I know what these guys are talking about. You guys. There's times I don't Sometimes, win them over. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, absolutely. But it, ha- it has happened. The, the, thing, the thing that I think, the only thing that I do, and I and me and Tony do this, and me and you do this, is if I go up before Tony, I go, all right, Tony, there's this dude on the right. Oh, he right. blah, 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 blah. You know, that's what I do. I was like, yo, Johnny, this one person. Because I think that's cool because I want to see what you guys are going to do right. with him. Like, man, I should have hit him harder on and, this. And by the way, one thing Tony, Tony, he's, he, we, this is one thing we've always had in common. You always get to the show early oh, yeah. and you watch yeah. the whole show yeah. so that you yeah. can, you know who that host yeah. talked to, yeah. who the next guy yeah. talked to. I always try to do the same thing. Cause this is right. why I'm like, all right, I don't want to repeat the same. Oh, what? No. You know me. You know, I, I like to show up. He like, likes to get there the li- right before, you know, right no, on time, I, I, which is I, totally fine. I get there early. Sometimes. I get there early because I, number one, I love my job. Yeah. yeah. I like to sit and watch the show. I like yeah. to sit and watch yeah, yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you used to, to always sit up in, in that. Yeah. For in me, it just depends yeah. on who's on the lineup. If, if you guys are on the lineup, yeah, I want to get there early to hang out. But, but some other times you're just but like, sometimes it's like, you know what, man? Yeah. I don't want to listen. I just want to show up. Go right. on. Which also works and just sometimes. just somebody goes. Because you're going up. Ruben has fresh. left the motherfucking building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, that's Ruben from Ruby Tuesdays every Tuesday at the Laugh Factory. Did I tell you I have a show every Tuesday every here at the Tuesday, Laugh Factory? I think, yeah, I think uh, you mentioned Ruben that. Tuesday? When I hosted, it's Tony Bromos. <laughs> <laughs> Tony oh. Bromas. Wait, no. no what did you say? It was Tony Bromas, right? No, you had a couple good ones. Uh, oh, Tony Bromas. Laughlebees. Laughlebees was another one. Uh... Johnny's no, but an his, idiot. Was, his was Tony Bromas. His, Tony Bromas. We are, he's he's bro. TGI Funnies. TGI yeah. Funnies. Yeah, that was the other one. Um, yeah, it was Tony Bromas yesterday or last week. Tuesday will be back to Ruby Tuesdays. Absolutely. So, Tone, we're going to oh. wrap up this podcast. I mean, oh, with this, we could easily do a two parter and go on for hours and hours. But um, what you got going on? Anything coming when, up when that is we should air? know about? When is, is this... this is going to air. Oh. Next week. Next week, what day? Um, the twenty eighth. Tommy, can you can you? Oh wait, no, that? we're hey. doing the no. The other one is going right before the twenty eighth. Yeah, but oh. we're we're gonna release. They're gonna release like two or three of them th- at, at a time. However many I, at a I, time. I think we're gonna do yeah. like two 28th, or three. This one. Yeah, next Tuesday is the twenty eighth. So that's okay. what we're going to do. All right. So, all right. So, yeah, y'all can edit all of that shit out. Okay. So, this week, I'll be in Buffalo at Helium Comedy Club. Okay. Uh, the week after that, I'm going to be in Virginia Beach at the Virginia Beach Funny Bone. Uh, all my tour dates on TonyRockComedy.com or just follow me on IG, Tony underscore yeah. rock. I always post my stuff. Uh, I'll talk to you if you talk to me. It's all good. Well, Tone. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Yo, yeah, man. You know, as you know, it doesn't need to be said. Thank you Come on, man. for doing the show. I love you. I was sitting at brunch. Like I was brother. sitting there having a mimosa. He's like, what you doing at one o'clock? Come do the podcast. Oh, shit. I was like, check, check, please. Where were you having a mimosa? At, uh, I was at home. You ever eat at home? Over there in Las Vegas? Yeah. On, on Vermont? On Hillcrest. Yeah, man. Oh, Hillcrest. 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 And I called Tone up because 
you know, I talked to you um, last night briefly. Yeah. And then uh, I was calling to talk to Tone about some other stuff. Because remember I asked you, I go, hey, man, is Tony, is Tony going to do it or and not? I was like, like, and then I thought Tone was out of town because I looked at his IG. Yeah, and, like, and, he was, and he was flossing again about his <laughs> va- Anguilla vacation that he took and had a villa that he rented man, out. Man, listen. So <laughs> as he put his shades, shades on. shades are on. As it, yo. <laughs> So, so Johnny, when, when yeah. it comes to bragging, when it comes to bragging, we can learn a lot from Tony. Johnny's a born again bragger. I'm a born again bragger. I'm a He's learning how to again. brag and, and brag, give himself man. props. You gotta, you gotta stunt every once so, in a while. I know, man. I'm, I'm learning from Johnny. Every once in a while, you gotta strut, man. Yeah, I know. I've been so, bad about yeah, that. Yeah, so Tony, good, bro. We did, did I just mention that I performed in front of ten thousand people in South Africa? Yo, how was uh, that? You didn't even tell us about that. Man, it was, it was incredible. Nice. It was, it was, it was, it was incredible to be in another country. To perform in front of ten thousand people, and on top of it, with the history of South Africa, yeah. and having ninety percent of that ten thousand being black South Africans, yeah. it's an indescribable feeling to come from America, a kid with Haitian immigrant parents, to perform on that mm. stage, and kill him was just mm. it was it was dope. And then to go to Cape Town on Tuesday night. And do another fifteen hundred in Cape Town on a Tuesday, and Man. you know stand them up nice. was nice. Uh, was beautiful. Did I say awesome. I got to stand them up? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No, you got to You got to brag. Oh, by the way, everybody, don't forget to check out Tony's uh, special Outer District. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Tony. Yeah, big school bus on the stage. That's right. He said with niggers spray painted yeah. on the side of the bus. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening uh, thanks, to the pod, pod Couple. Uh, I'm Ruben Paul. This is Johnny Sanchez. Yeah, thank you to our guest, Tony Rock. Yeah. yeah. Tony. Listen to the podcast. Tell a friend about the podcast, man. And uh, Ruby Tuesdays, every Tuesday night at the Hollywood Laugh Factor. We doing big things. Peace.